host Delaney and it's Katie and this is Classically Black Podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession with trap beats playing in the background hey girl <laughs> okay <laughs> hey sister it's been a minute it has like we I recorded the last couple episodes I don't know if people know that but like a month ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you like hey sis I was like hi right it's <laughs> like I don't even know how to like I be forgetting my lines. It's literally my name. <laughs> All right. Hey y'all, it's uh wait wait, wait 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 start again start again. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And y'all, we got a new setup, but um, pray for right. us. Right. Mostly because you know neither of us is really that tech savvy. So oh, if you're listening <laughs> you know to this right now, <laughs> if you're listening to this been... right now, it's the grace of God. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> If this how is, many, huh? Uh, how many times stuff has like happened and we'd be like, oh, but is it on? No, and then we'd be like, oh, wait. <laughs> like listen, the record, recording. Did April. you press the record button? Like y'all, listen. If it's June tenth, you hear my voice. All hey, right. God, <laughs> rejoice! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how you been, girl? All right, yeah, because we haven't spoken though since we last recorded. I mean, recorded. we talk, but like, you know, we're I'll not stressed no more. St- well, stressed within reason. Right. So, um, I still haven't started working yet since we, since the last time we recorded. So, by the time this comes out, I will have. Mm-hmm. Actually, by the time when this comes out, I'll be in the mountains with probably no cell service, um, <gasps> with a bunch of children. So, <laughs> dang, I ain't know you. I ain't know you was numbering your days. That's crazy, dog. It's gonna be. F- <laughs> I'll be at camp. It's gonna be all. It's gonna be fun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at camp. Yo, I watched this movie on Netflix. What was it called? Some hashtag something. It was definitely a kids movie, and I saw I started getting annoyed, and I was like, "This is a teenager's movie," and something traumatic traumatic happened to her at camp. Like, okay, what is it freaking called? It's about. Dang, it's about this girl who like she ends up winning over the jo- the jock at school, and then the girlfriend got jealous. What is it called? Oh, is it like rea- reality reality high? high? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think I started watching that and then I turned it off cause because it because it was it's dumb. I'm like I'm <laughs> I'm an entire adult. That's why it's dumb. You know. <laughs> I was like, when she started changing herself because she got new friends and they were her fake friends, I'm like, I was like, sis, what are you doing? And I'm like, I was like, people actually do this stuff. That's why I turned it off. Also, this is annoying. But I was kind of like, I can't influence her decisions. Yeah, I was like, sis, for real. And then I was like, oh, right, you're 17. (laughs) Well, in reality, you're probably like, yeah. Also, like, I was kind of like annoyed. I'm like, this is not how high school goes at all. That's my issue with movies like that. I'm like, I swear I did not act like this. And I don't know anybody who did. So. And like, I know there's people wilding in high school, but like y'all really went to a public beach to drink and smoke weed and do coke? <laughs> really? Like, come on. But I did appreciate uh, the black leads. Mm-hmm. Um, Why did I bring that up? There was a reason that I brought that up. Dang it. I don't know. But anyway, I mean, if you want to watch it, you can. I just, I, I don't know. It was like, it was fine, I guess. I brought it up for a reason. Oh, well, it'll come to me in, in the yeah. middle of another segment. Right. <laughs> don't don't worry, I'll tell you. Tangent. <laughs> don't worry, I'll tell you when it, when it comes. 
like a child. All right. <laughs> anyway, you got news this week? Mm-hmm. So, uh, first piece of news, I want to... I imagine you holding this mic like Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to your show. Are you done? Are you, done? you finished or are you done? You asked me for the news I'm and then you interrupt the news. Which one? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I deal with y'all? Like, Glennie's trash. High key. I like, do. You're the one who called me Oprah Winfrey for, for holding them. You want me to put the mic down? Okay, I'm going to be typing ahead. my segment. What's the news? Do, you interrupted me. It doesn't me. <laughs> but we done pulled over now and we put it in park. What else? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, look at you. Go ahead, <laughs> Oprah, do your thing, girl. All right. Anyway news this week so our friend garrett mcqueen uh, hey garrett right shout out to garrett gang gang <laughs> garrett <laughs> memphis 901 stand up but now he in minnesota i don't know the area code so i'll all get back right, to you so. all right now get back <laughs> <laughs> um so he recently announced the launch of his own podcast called triloquy true and real stories from the fringes of classical music come on fringe uh, right uh garrett co-hosts this podcast with his um co-host and producer scott blankenship hey scott um, and all right <laughs> it didn't have no, to be he, that dry he, said he listened you said what <laughs> it, was, it was so dry hey, like, hey scott. Garrett. and then you're like hey scott Cause greetings <laughs> salutations <laughs> man we both said it i know garrett hey scott stand all up right. wherever you from i don't know where you from but hey <laughs> that better dang i don't know scott i'll meet him someday all right anyway <laughs> um so i've listened to every episode it's lit they're gathering folks garrett is garrett about it. <laughs> garrett's about it i, I stand i, I just, just I stand. so he's been saying i'm like oh and he got a network too i'm like dang you got people to answer to <laughs> answer to whom about the truth you know you might say with a little less you know finesse but mm-hmm. man garrett do your thing keep inspiring right. the masses right exactly and let's not forget that the intro to the podcast is a beautiful bassoon line played by garrett himself i knew when i heard it i was like <laughs> i was oh, like i know he didn't i'm like yo in the cut in the art um for their logo is dope right think about it i'm and of course opus two which is their uh second episode features katie and her assistant delaney you're trash <laughs> like you just are uh, we have a conversation with garrett about uh code switching and cancel culture so at wagner uh so I mean, i'm gonna please let us know when y'all done with him i mean so um and I'm going to link uh, their website where you can stream on Triloquy.org, but it's also available on anywhere that you listen to Classically Black. Period. Um, I mean, so once you turn us off, turn them on. It's perfect because we air on Mondays, and then on Thursdays, you can just... Right, it's like your week is rounded out. Oh, and he come on the same day as The Reed, so you can start your day with Triloquy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then end your day with The Reed. I mean, the trifecta. Period. Our speakers. Now you need to pick else. us up. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just realized all my news is good this week. That's good. Wow. Because in America, last week, ain't right. none of the well, news, news from America, is it? All right. It is. Answer, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's not like typical America. It's classical you know? Oh, so, like, if it were just like news, period, then of course it would be terrible news. I mean, but that's not that kind of podcast. But yeah, exactly. I so, mean, I feel like it's a little bit. 
it's a little bit easier for us to weed out the bad. You, what is that? Um, what is that? Uh, Spike Lee movie. I own it. It's over there. Do um, the right thing. And no, it's the one the 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 Greek one. What is it called? Dang, it's a it's kind of like it it, it kind of showcases like fraternities and sororities. I have to look it up. I don't know. And at the end of the movie, the dude runs out. He rings the bell. And he's like, "Wake up!" Wake oh, um, dang, dang. What is it called? Okay, where they get Chirac from? See, this is why I don't really mess with Google. I was. <laughs> it's not Chirac. Okay, no, this is like <laughs> early, like late late nineties. Early late late nineties. Okay. So you know what? <laughs> this podcast is over. You know, I it's did both, my best. I did. I honestly did my both. best. School so days. What year is that? What year? What's the year range? I meant for early late nineties. You so suck. It's, let it go. It's too let it go. Late. Let it go. But I guess that would make it late because it's early plus late. But that would make it let it another late. Let it go. So it's I meant late. I meant early nineties, late eighties. But it was nineteen. Where's the second late come from? Shut up. <laughs> it it was school days, and at the end, the dude ran. He was like, "Wake up!" And he was ringing the and ringing the um the bell. That's what the artists mm. do in America. That was this whole tangent was for for that. Like y'all, <laughs> wake up! <laughs> that whole this whole thing. Well, you know, it would have been fast if I remembered the title. That's that's where I got messed up. Mm-hmm. That's oh, where I messed nice. up. Okay. Well, um, early, late, late last week. You're trash. Um, <laughs> like, like you honestly, I can't do. Who wants to? Who's gonna apply? Vina, come do this. I can't. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. It's not worth it. Um, <laughs> opera singer Babatunde Akimba Boye, who was famous for um the the video of him singing. I forgot which aria. Um, but to the Figaro. Figaro. Yeah, figure figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. Right. Wait, okay. I'm mad I missed that note. Just like Don Juan, huh? <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick that to the to the beat of Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Well, um, he's since released his hip hop EP, which, you know, I was waiting on that. Because, oh, you, yeah, you've been waiting on that. Right. So, um, I'm going to put the link for y'all could buy that. The cover is, is awesome. It's him in a tux in front of like this wall with all this graffiti. It's like really colorful. Um, it's called Delacita, which you know I'm saying it all ratchet. Delacita, but period. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm also gonna link his Facebook page, his artist page, um, because he also has a couple of videos up about like why he named it that and like the process, and so you guys could take a look at that. The last one on there, it slaps. I listened to it, of course, because you know I was anticipating. Um, yeah, so congrats to him on that. I'm so glad that he got that done because that was something that he wasn't even planning on doing. Like, it was right. really unexpected for that to even blow up the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, I was I had it on repeat, so half the views are from me. So, congrats to him. Congrats. <laughs> um, and last but not least, these news uh, things are just turning into black excellence, honestly, because, I mean, it's just not enough weeks to go through. It's, it's not. Everyone, I mean... Um, recently, the Imani Wins received the Concert Artist Guild's uh, inaugural Innovation Award. Hey, Monica. All right. <laughs> yeah, a couple. What was that? A couple months ago, we met Monica Ellis. Girl, all the days just be blending together. Could have been last week's. 
proud of right it, it definitely wasn't but <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what maybe it was early late late last week all right thanks for listening to classical black podcast <laughs> uh don't forget to follow us on social media classically actually you know what unfollow because it's, it's over i know it's a th- what? I'm it's literally. Only, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this. I have no desire. Goodbye, sister. <laughs> anyway, um, not anyway. <laughs> People should do a tally of how many times this podcast has ended on the air. <laughs> That's true. It has to be at least ten. All right, we got, okay. A compilation of just us saying. <laughs> you know what? That would take so much time. You know what that reminded me of? What? You listen to the episode of the Reeve when <laughs> that dude was watching porn and. <laughs> His girlfriend came in and he was like, oh, oh, no, nah, babe, it's a compilation video. <laughs> I don't remember this. I don't know you what you're laughing at. No. Oh, my God. Okay, I got to find it. I'm going to find it and I'm going to send it to you. That? Never mind. This is not the kind of episode. This is... Okay. <laughs> Continue. I'm so sorry. Ooh, it's you didn't hear... um... That's like one of the... That's like... It's definitely one of the top five read letters. <laughs> maybe not second to smell and taste, but like maybe like four, number four. Oh, oh goodness. It's a compilation oh. video. I can't even say what I want to say. Go ahead. Anyway, you said what were you saying? <laughs> um, so this uh this innovation award is eligible to Concert Artists Guild roster artists and alumni, and it's a five thousand dollar award that's given annually to an artist or ensemble with an outstanding proposal for a distinctive project. Um, the Imani Wins has, uh, they they won the Concert Artists Guild competition in 2001, um, which is why they were eligible. And their project uh, that they won for was, um, or rather is, uh, the creation of a powerful work for Win Quintet in Steel Pants by composer Andy Akio. Um, which is designed for performance not only on the concert stage, but also outside of detention centers. Um, they also provided a quote from Toyin Spellman Diaz, who's their oboist. Um, and she said that when they decided to work with Andy Akiho, they knew that they had a special kind of alchemy that had the potential to create something larger than the sum of its parts. Um, and that this composer's music has uh, a lot of power and a universal ooh, what's this word right here see universality one of isaiah's high words <laughs> 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 and if there were ever a per, uh, place for something positive needed uh where something positive needed to be heard um everyone will be at its centers and that they will do their best to have this music making provide strength compassion and love to all who hear it so no surprise that they won. They're awesome, black, and excellent. Except for, well, okay, never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> and out. And out. And out. And out. No, it's just that, that you might even, you know, they yeah, talk about one how, of, yeah, you know, one of them is not black anymore. I didn't mean like, I mean yeah. the black except him, but not, the, not that he's not excellent. Of course he's just not black. Excellent. I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's, just, it's just not, you know, it's not classically podcast, so. It is. <laughs> I love y'all. I love y'all for real. <laughs> That's why you hit us with that dry, with that dry ass. Hey, Scott. <laughs> you suck. I don't know Scott. I'm sure Scott is great. He sounds fantastic. <laughs> you suck for that. Oh, Chile. All right. That's all I got for this. Thank God. <laughs> all 
All right, let's move on to the intermission while there's still a podcast left. <laughs> and we've been gone for we've been back for a smooth seventeen minutes, and I'm already having second thoughts. Okay, can't so why, but. you can't see why? Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, anyway, okay. So as we said before, it's been a little minute. Delaney and I talk, of course, but like you know, it's been a minute. So I think we've done this intermission before, probably. Um, but we're gonna do listens lately. I just want to hear what you've been listening to. It doesn't have to be classical music. Remember, I was talking to my cousin last weekend, and because he's a chef. Well, yeah, he's a chef, and he was like, a "Vegan chef? I'm sorry, a vegan chef? No, he clowns me for being vegan. Oh. But um, he's a chef, and he's like, the last thing he wants to do when he gets home is cook. So, and I told him like, that's what's up because it's like. Cause I, I was, I asked him, I was like, I'm surprised you eat out because you know, we were out all weekend. I'm like, I'm surprised you eat out. And he was like, when someone cooks for you, it's the best thing. Cause like when he gets home, he's like, I just want a sandwich. Like, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that reminds me of like what I've been doing. Cause it's like, sometimes I just want to sit in silence, you know? Or if I'm not sitting in silence, it's like I said before, it's probably not going to be classical music. However, um, some of, one of these things are classical music on my thing. Um, so I want to hear what you've been listening to lately and what you got. Okay, so of course most of mine are not new um, just because I haven't really listened to like n- new music in a long time. But I started listening to Young and May. Well, hey. I, have, I, can't say, I can't say that I have I've like started listening to Young and May as in like I listen. But of course, I know I know pretty much all the words. So, ooh, of now. course, um, Petty Wap is also very good. I haven't heard this. I ain't heard basically nothing but that. And then, of course, her Tatiana remix is one of my. Uh, it's actually my favorite one out of and, all of them. And also, her early her her like because she's like kind of like a Nipsey Hustle type. Like I'm not getting signed by a label type thing. So her mm-hmm. early mixtapes are also very good. Like mm-hmm, I bet I would like you about to go on that mountain. You should download some or whatever before you go or maybe my could yeah like her early stuff is really good mm-hmm. and then um i started considering like maybe just i feel like right now i've been too far removed from like how music has been going because like i stopped listening to recent music in about 2012 but tyler the creator just came out with a new album and i was like and if anybody knew me in middle school you know i had a tyler the creator obsession so I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to his new album. So I've heard a couple songs off of it. I'm not done with it. But um, right now, my favorite is Earthquake. So I've been listening to that. It's it's very different for, for rap. And even for, I can't say for him because I haven't listened to any of his albums since like Wolf. And even that one, I only know a couple songs off of. And I know that a lot of people said that Flower Boy was very different for him. So I can't say that that this new album Igor is different for him but it's different definitely different for rap like in terms of the influences that he uses mm-hmm. a lot of rappers were like dang like you know he's he's doing some like really different stuff that people haven't been I guess haven't had the confidence to do so. yeah I mean I feel like a lot of a lot of old heads aren't really pleased with where rap is right now Mm-hmm. I, I I forgot who it was well, some of it is understandably so like I feel like they're like mumble rap and stuff yeah like, but his stuff is more like it's jazzy. It has like R and B, you know, like it's just yeah. it's more complex, honestly. Like, 
like I feel like I forgot who it was. I think it was T Pain. Honestly, he basically said he was like he's just waiting for this this phase to pass. I mean, he That's said it. T Pain. Okay. I mean, T Pain. T Pain put I his mean, work. Yeah. In, like yeah, for sure. Like T Pain like, is someone I respect. He not, I mean, yeah, but he not like, that's different from like Jay-Z saying, you know? Yeah, but when he said I wasn't like, it's not like freaking Migos said, <laughs> you know? And like, everybody know I stand Migos, but like it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think it was T-Pain because it wouldn't be, t- I don't listen to T, anything T, I gotta say. Um, <laughs> Cause I could just check my local thesaurus and get the same information while I gotta listen to T.I. To However, I digress and it's like I mean also you gotta respect what it is I mean like we let the French do their little impressionist movement you know and we kept it pushing so I, it's mm-hmm. same it's same type of stuff like um but yeah anyway you were saying no I was just like okay T-Pain but yeah I like T-Pain I mean yeah I, there are songs about T-Pain that I really really like but I just feel like for people like that whole thing with Dion Warwick saying that stuff about Beyonce like Dion Warwick is a legend it can you know say some stuff but it's like T-Pain for, ain't no rap legend for him to be like what is yeah. he's doing these days that's why I'm just kind of like I would expect that to come from somebody who's like an old head T-Pain yeah. is relatively young he's yeah. like in his 30s you know but I think people I think the old heads are mad that the young people are coming around with something like new <clears throat> excuse me and like different and like they not really they not really put like someone like Joe Budden who's just like bitter all the time and like especially like when Migos first came around that that like whole interview with like made that went viral like you didn't see better bougie like that thing mm-hmm. and it's like look they just here a lot of these people like are just here to make money and have a good time like honestly like yeah every time like people know I stand Belkalis and every time you know get to the comments like Nicki Minaj is better Belkalis can't rap blase blase I'm not gonna say nothing about Nicki Minaj she's been on my nerves well actually she's been not around which has been like refreshing sorry I don't like (laughs) (laughs) I know she has her queen I know she has her queen radio but like she find like Nicki Minaj is not here and the girls are flourishing because they all get along except for Nicki Minaj city girls Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, they all get along when Nicki Minaj is not here. Because Cardi B, and it could be just like Cloud, it could be Cardi B don't really I don't know her personally, but she don't really seem like that because she based on what she said, it's like she's confused as to why Nicki Minaj acts the way she acts towards her. So there was she put up a video of her rapping City Girls. Like they they act they like biggest thing right now is act up. Right? So like you don't listen to new music, but if I said if I said the words like you know, act up, you could get snatched up. Like that's like going around on every social media platform, and it's like she was she posted something about her rapping that it's like the girls are getting along while Nicki Minaj around, but like I feel like anytime someone new comes along, it's like well y'all da 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 like Cardi B Cardi B doesn't ain't nobody said she was like the ma- a master MC like she literally out of her own mouth I want to make music and I want to make money. And I want to have a good time. And that's what she does. What what kind of stuff is perplex about, perplex, complex about Cardi B's music? Leave his text on red, leave his balls on blue, put him on airplane mode so none of his texts come through. That's, that's like what, a fourth grade haiku. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I think that's what they're taking issue with. Not that they have yeah. the right to, because there are, there are so many, but like, I can see them looking at people like 
six nine and what's the other one we little pump the one that we were talking about last time when we was reading his yeah. lyrics i could see them looking at that and be like Ugh. but at the same time if i could do nothing and be famous i i mean not famous but rich like how people are like the kardashian didn't do nothing if i could be a millionaire for doing nothing i would for doing nothing <laughs> yeah and also like look at our field it's like you got people we we in the practice room every day doing arpeggios and and excerpts and all this other stuff you got people on instagram who don't play as well with you who they got more followers just because they post videos that have like mad auto tuning or it's not in tune at all yeah, cool. you, i don't no, know because i don't <laughs> really kidding. be I, I people send videos to me or whatever and i'd be like girl yeah you don't follow nobody huh? i don't because my my instagram is for fun like how, <laughs> <laughs> i post pictures of me going to brunch on my instagram that's what i like to do like i'm sorry like i don't really follow a lot of like all the all the musicians that I follow are my friends, cause I just like hmm, I don't. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean I can see like why you get mad like and but the thing is to me okay let's use the same example I don't get mad at that it's like mm-hmm. you want to post video cause I know like that it's not easy to post videos but also maybe it's not hard for them because if you if you just played the violin in high school and now you just doing whatever. Like you're not friends with the people who 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 are trying to play in tune, so like anyway, it's like playing for church folk. They play, baby, <laughs> play for the Lord, baby. You know, right. it's like they play they your violin. Right, play that. You playing that violin, girl? I'm yeah. like, I got two, I got three degrees in viola, and they still calling it a, a violin. You know. <laughs> um, my grandma even asked me, "You don't play the violin?" I'm like, Gloria, <laughs> it's been it's it's about to be 17 years in in September, but. <laughs> anniversary what are the kind of anniversaries you got coming up that's it anyway um oh my vegan anniversary is in january mm. three years um but it's like i don't get mad at them instagram people for playing whole notes and being famous you know what i'm saying like that to me that doesn't bother me so it's like i don't understand and I, it's on a bigger scale but it's like i don't understand why joe budden would be mad at the migos for being walk it like so, talk does it. joe budden do music <laughs> serious question does he <laughs> i love you day day and day i love you more and more well actually kind of balances out because you just you know but anyway um yes joe budden is a rapper oh okay i just know he has that podcast that's yeah. all i know about joe budden <laughs> that made my day that tickled me so <laughs> because Shout i was out to like <laughs> because i was like well why would he if he's not even a rapper but he is so I, that was the that was probably one of my favorite comment of the week I mean, I mean, I can see why he would be better than. Cause how famous is he? Joe Budden is pretty famous. I just don't like him. Like, uh, is he famous for his music or? Yeah. Was he on a show? Maybe, maybe he was a on reality one, show. Maybe he was on one of them hip hop shows. He was. Okay. I feel like he was on. He was on Love I just and never hip-hop. hear nobody listening. Oh, I'm listening to that new Joe Budden. Like, I feel like I've never heard nobody say that. That's why I'm like, but it, but he's That's still not. He's probably not Cardi B famous. That's the thing. Cardi B is. That's is probably a, why he mad. It's like he's low key a. It's hard to be a megastar. I feel like she is at this point. Yeah, I feel I like mean, she is too. Because she I, can't go nowhere. She can't. Cardi B can't go nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure because Beyonce is a megastar, but Beyonce is a megastar for different. Because Beyonce is like, I don't feel like people. I mean, maybe this degrees to megastar because like people don't faint when they see Cardi B. Like people need oxygen when they see Beyonce. Yeah. I think that's yeah, that's like an icon status type of thing. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe, yeah, but, but Cardi B is the type where like she can't just go to Target. Right, right. Know? Meanwhile, Joe <laughs> Budden ain't nobody gonna be like, oh hey, let's go Joey over there. And everybody's like, gonna mob her. 
Yeah. I mean, mob, mob him. I mean, some people would mob Cardi B. People would not be mobbing Joe Budden, depending on where you at. Yeah, and depending. probably still not even then. Yeah. I just wow. feel like some people are like, my artistry that I work to hone, and then they just, and like, it, in some fields, especially like something like rap, I could see why that might get on someone's nerve, but not with Joe Budden. You're already famous, you already have a platform. But like I, because I, that reminds me, I was watching Insecure, and one of the guys, like he, he was like, I got good, and so and so got famous, you know, like something when a field like that where it's like you really like you have to be famous. Like in mm-hmm. our field, it's like you don't have to be in the LA field, you know, right? You could be in another orchestra that pays well and have a good life, you know. So I feel like there's that difference. The stakes are kind of higher. Yeah, I mean, if we expand our field a little bit, you have someone like it's not the it's not really the same. If we if we really like step back, it's like okay, on a really extreme example, you have mm-hmm. Diana Damro, who's like famous in her own right, like mega like soprano star, all the operas, blase blase. Like, but she could go to freaking Target, ain't nobody gonna even say That's nothing true. to her, right? Like she she probably doesn't. Even, she probably doesn't even need an escort, whatever. But mm-hmm. she's like famous, you know. She's Diana Damro, and you look at somebody like Janae Aiko, who also can who cannot go to Target because she's famous. So it's she like can? Janae Aiko, yeah, she be doing stuff. Maybe that's okay. Maybe okay, someone a little bit bigger, Kelly Rowland, right? Okay, can't go to can't go to Target without being at least stopped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like. Should Diana Damro feel no type of way? No, and it's like did Kelly Rowland train? Absolutely, but not the same not in the same way that Diana Damro did. But I mean, and they're, yeah, they're different forms of art or whatever. But it's like yeah. to me that doesn't bother me. Like I said before, like when I see people on Instagram posting videos playing backtracks, it's like to playing the backtracks that doesn't bother me. I'm like, do your thing. Like that's amazing. Like that's how you mm-hmm. doing it. Like I'm like to me, I can't be pressed. You know, I can't be pressed because I'm like, well, I got to work on excerpts. Like, to me, those are just. Yeah. I feel like it's it's because of, like, the success, the range, I guess, the, the gamut of success is is much, like, bigger for us. Because it can mean different things yeah. to you. Like, that person may be auditioning for an orchestra you have literally no interest in, you know? Right. So, But but for, like, someone who you're competing for big rap star or headliner of this festival, or something, you know, then it's just, like. You feel like you put in all this work, and I mean, I don't agree. I don't necessarily agree with him, you know. But I'm just saying, I feel like yeah. that's probably why he's salty. And then also, they just hate to see people doing better than them. So, but I just I don't agree with any of that because it's like okay, like a, a, a typical one, right? It's like this this Beyonce versus Cardi B thing because it's like only one room for one person at a time. I'm sorry, who is? I'm so sorry, Beyonce. Because <laughs> um, let me not have people tweet at me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, this. Nicki Minaj versus Cardi versus B Cardi thing. B. It's like Hillary Hahn and um, what's my fave? Janine Yonson. Yeah. Yonson. Okay, clearly not my fave. This is the second time I forgot her name on this podcast. Um, it's like anybody comparing them. I mean, maybe people are, you know. Yeah, but not people who matter. So people in the YouTube comments, right? Who can't but play it's like flat major scale. So ex- exactly. But people like us, it's like I either want to go see Hillary Hahn because Hillary Hahn does these things well or I want to see Janine Yancey because she does these things well or it's like people exist at the top you know I don't know that's always been weird to me like there can be multiple people why would you only want to listen to Nicki Minaj why would you only want to listen to mm-hmm. Cardi why would you only want to 
that doesn't make sense. And also, you're already filthy rich, sis. It'd be different I if you were dirt poor and way better. Like, but you're filthy rich, Nicki Minaj. You'll die rich. I can't imagine being that pressed. I just can't. Yeah, she. I mean, hopefully, she gets oof, the help she like. needs, or like, just keep stay where you are. Yeah, but people will always find a reason to be mad. Honestly. Always always because I, no one really steps back like you could be mad because somebody's not doing anything and having tons of success but also if i could just sit on my butt and have everything that i want <laughs> rather than work for it yeah i would do that right I'm, and i'm sure like i keep using this example because i like her it's like i'm sure cardi b writes some stuff but if you told me all i had to do was go go learn a little you know little mel- little melody put it into a mic and you gonna mix it up for me and i and i get 25 million dollars like why not Right here, my I'm gonna die rich. My kids gonna be rich. Like I just don't I'll have everything I in my wildest dreams. Of why course, are y'all mad at that. <laughs> First of all, and like they mad because it's, it's not them. I know it's weird, but it's like ain't nobody. It, you can't compare everything, but it's like ain't nobody put Tchaikovsky down for not being able to play his violin concerto. Mm-hmm. You know, like he wrote it, somebody right. else played it. So okay, somebody else wrote it. Cardi B saying it. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. And it, we it's summertime. It's act up season. We want to act up. So. Mm-hmm. Play the records, I don't know. Y'all are weird. Did you even say yours? No. Oh, I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was done. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, we went on that tangent about T-Pain, and then that turned into Joe Budden, and then I asked if Joe Budden did music. And Which then... tickled me. That that sent me. Um. Okay, so y'all know I'm on some ratchet stuff. So um, <laughs> my cousin was like, you listen you like you listen to trap like katie only likes trap music gospel and uh classical and my cousin was like wow my other cousin was like wow what a concept and i was like yep Trifecta. Um, <laughs> exactly what else do you need um okay so i've been listening to like there's been a lot of like a couple of new songs that came out one is cardi b's press i don't know if i really really like it not yet it's just her yelling into the mic about how she don't need no. Have you heard it? No. It's just about how she don't need no more. Press. Is that an album? It's no, it was the same. I've seen the I've seen the picture of her with her naked with the people. Yeah, her. yeah, that yeah. Press, Which I didn't press. even recognize her at first, to be honest. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that that picture that was a single. Press, 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 press. Cardi don't need no press. It's just like her yelling. It's great. Um, another one I've been listening to, which is relatively new, is by the baby. <laughs> I think we talked about the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what that video of the baby! <laughs> oh my gosh, if y'all have not seen that video of that dude in the Louis Vuitton store accosting the baby, like, man, here go the baby, he a week eight, you know, like just cussing right. at him, all up in his face, talking about do something, you ain't finna do nothing. Why the video cut out and then <laughs> come back in? <laughs> this dude, the baby is standing over him. This dude on the floor, nose bleeding. His pants are around his ankle. around his ankle. I'm like, at which point? And you know what's funny? If you listen to the baby's lyrics, you could tell he's not the one to mess with. And here oh you go gosh. messing with him. That video had me so weak because he was talking the most. And oh my why god! Why you pull his pants down, I'm baby? Mad why you do you that? Pull, and also, like, why would you? This, the whole thing is dumb because why would you roll up on somebody who has an entourage? That doesn't make <laughs> sense. And I'm not saying he got jumped. I'm just saying, like, huh? Like, it's like 
simple kindergarten math will tell you like this was not a good idea oh my gosh it was so funny especially because you didn't see what 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 got to that point like the video there's no video of in between the talking and then the <laughs> right. pants on the ground right so right it's like, it's like how did your pants end up around man maybe we should link that <laughs> I, I, you know what if i remember honestly i will link it because that 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 what a gem the internet is a beautiful place for real um but yeah i was listening to suge by the baby yes it's like his newest thing right now mm-hmm. um it's just fun especially driving pack it up man it's gone she like how it smelled cologne and oh i know like, that song yeah. yeah you know that song i've heard it somewhere probably my little brother yes yeah, uh, yeah i love that song um i've been listening to quite a bit of nipsey hustle lately i feel bad for that because i didn't listen to him while he was alive but well, i don't feel bad because that royal, that's helping his family that's what i was saying like my my little my point zero zero six percent per cents per stream is going to his estate so mm-hmm. um i've been listening to quite a bit of him i really like uh last time i checked and uh what was the other one i was listening to double up i really like that song um old stuff i've been listening to a lot of janae aiko lately like i mentioned her earlier um when she said like this song never called me like the lyrics are a read it's like why why can't you just tell the effing truth your mama your mama yes she did raise a fool oh wow what the you learning in that schoolhouse i was like sis i'm wondering please let us know that's a good song and then listen to a lot of afrobeat stuff so i've been listening to a lot of davido he's like nigerian is he nigerian yeah yeah, yeah. he's a nigerian like afrobeat um thing and then classical music i've been listening to Hindemith's opus 31 number four i'm trying to learn some viola something yeah i'm learning a new viola sonata because brahms ain't it i'm done <gasps> me and brahms have had our time oh i can't wait for the recording um anyway Hindemith. you know i love me some Hindemith. I just okay one I when I continue to audition for these things I need something that's not gonna require piano accompaniment I love my pianist but everybody gotta pay bills and it adds up and also I've been with Brahms so long like I've been with Brahms for a very long time because Mr. Taylor assigned that sonata to me before I got to Eastman and then we just never worked on it until it was time for my recital so um yeah I just need something new I need to change the pace so that's what I've been listening to lately Hindemith Hindemith is <laughs> I'm about to turn it on because I was like, which one of these sonatas do I want to play? Because everybody play like whatever, Opus Twenty Five, whatever. And I was like, okay, which one of these want to do? And I turned it on. And I was like, oof, let me readjust my ears. <laughs> I forgot how this went. Um, but yeah, that's how I listen lately. Uh, let us know what you're listening to. Put us on to something. We want to hear what you listening to. Right. Um, and we are moving on. All right, y'all. So today we're talking about confidence um in the music field and it was sparked by this video i found i'm about to pull it up this video i came across on facebook i'm barely on facebook because aunties be over there but um anything wrong with facebook you know what i'm saying uh so here here it is as a competitor uh, if you're trying to do something meaningful if you don't have the mindset that you're the best ever you failed already so if you don't have the mindset that you are the best reporter ever, then you already failed. And that's been my mindset since I can remember. That will be my mindset as long as I can remember anything, that I am the best ever at what I do. 
And every day that I step on the basketball floor, I will strive to be that. But my mindset will always be as such as I am the best to do what I do. And that'll give me a shot at being the best. But before you can ever reach anything, you have to believe it. You don't just mistakenly become great at something. You probably at one point, at one time or another, believe that you can be great at that. And then you work to get great at that, and you reach that greatness. But you don't mistakenly become great. And then you start to believe, oh, man, I'm great at that. No, you, you believed that before, and you work to get that. So I always believe that, and I'll work every day to reach that. So that was um, some sports ball player. Hold on. <laughs> Let me find out his name. <laughs> Y'all know. Yeah, this is completely out of my yeah, sportily black podcast. So exactly. Who did? Oh shoot! Don't even put his name. I should have said athletically. <laughs> See, look, that's how far we are. <laughs> sportily. Well, who is he? Some. Oh, he got a little bridge on him, so he's from the Golden State Warriors. Oh, the NBA finals are going on. Yes, I heard that somewhere. That's right. Um. Oh, his name is Dre. Y'all can put it together. Y'all find out who he is. But um, <laughs> oh here we go. <laughs> That's why reading is fundamental, Katie. Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond. Um, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Draymond. So. My, you know, I got a basketballer in my house, so. Oh, I hope his name is Draymond for the good of the culture. Yeah, I think it is Draymond. Oh, thank God. I love. I love that Draymond. way more than Draymond. Draymond. Yeah, Draymond. Oh, I, I feel like it. I've heard my little brother say that before. Okay, yeah. So Draymond, Draymond Green. Talk about that, and then like it made my. You know, it made my um my ears go up because, and Delaney and I have two completely different takes on this because I'm, it made me my ears go up first because I was like, okay, how could this apply to classical music? And for me, it's like I could never imagine knowing like even if I stay like in the realms of who was in my studio when I was at Eastman. That sounds so weird. When I was at Eastman, a smooth two weeks ago. <laughs> When I think about <laughs> when I think about who was in my studio, I could never fathom being like I'm the best ever. Even even in a thing where I'm trying to hype myself up, I couldn't even be like, yeah, I'm the best ever. Like I'm the best violist that ever graced the halls of Eastman. I'm the best violist. Period. And that will that kind of mindset will help me get to where I need to go. Like that type of weird cocky confidence or whatever, like that. It's something I was like, hmm, I don't really know if that works for classical music. Like, I don't, or really anything in general, but I don't know about anything in general. I know about classical music. To me, I don't think that works because there's so much talent. There's so much, like, it's perspective. It's like, I'm a student, and there's people who are sitting in the viola section of the Berlin Field. How can I possibly be the best violist ever? There's people who are winning the, the Primrose Viola competition. How am I the best violist ever? So it's like, when I saw that, I was like, oop, I don't, I don't know about all that. But Delaney, you interpreted it completely different. Yeah, I think an important detail that I just heard when you played that back that I didn't even, when we talked about this previously, I didn't even realize was that he said, every time I step on the court, um, I'm the best basketball you know, player or the best at what I do. And what I interpret that to mean is when he steps on the court, that's the same as when we step on the stage. And, and we talked about this a little bit about how <clears throat> on the stage is the place for you to feel that way. I think that he more so means that when you're going to execute what what you've been practicing, 
that's when you should that's when you should feel I'm the best ever. When I want it's time for you to execute it. So Mr. Taylor always had a thing about like I remember I was working on something and he's like, You've always practiced it like tentative. Like I hope I get this shift. So right. when so it's like now your time to perform it and that's how it sounds. So yeah. I had to he was like, I need you to go home and do this like a thousand times playing it big. So it's like I I challenge you and I'm I'm wondering you have to be able I, I wonder if you have to think like that all the time. Like I know he said step on his court but I'm wondering do you have to think like that all the time? You have to you have to practice thinking he has to Draymond has to practice thinking I'm the best basketball player in the world even before he steps on the court because when he steps on the court now it's just noise. Now it's just like, "Oh yeah, man, I'm the best basketball player in the world." You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but it could be the equivalent to, like, a pre-performance routine or something like that. But even so, all the time could really translate to as much as you can. Because no one's going to feel that way all the time. Because your stats don't lie, your intonation don't lie, your tune are not lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and when he says that, that saying that gives him, I guess, a chance at being the best basketball player, I think he, he really just means that, with like saying that is is what's going to motivate him to do the work basically just saying that this can happen because there's a difference between just saying i'm the best bass player in the world and then saying i'm the best bass player in the world and then practicing you know mm-hmm. he's saying i say i'm the ba- best bass player ever but okay best bass player <laughs> <laughs> the best basketball okay, best player, player ever too. and then i put in the work I think that that's the important part because there are so many people who would just say, I'm the best at my instrument and then sit on, on the couch eating potato chips. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just be that. It has to it has to go hand in hand with something. And I don't I really don't agree with the first one. He's like, well, you done already failed if you don't like I don't I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't know about because I feel like you have to have confidence in the work that you do and have confidence in the fact that like you do good work and you're going to succeed. But I don't think if you. You know, I don't think if you don't think like I'm the best violist in the world, I'm not going to make it as a violist. I just don't. Yeah. I, to me, and I know it's like so to some people, we might be comparing apples and oranges, but I honestly think it's apples and apples. It's like at the end of the day, these are still music and basketball. It's a refined craft. Like, you know, you have yeah. to like they know exactly how to stand. They know exactly how to stand and how to how to shoot. So they make the basket every time we know exactly how far we need to go to make a shift every time. And do we make the shift every time? No. Do they make a basket every time? No. But it's like refining your craft so that you can make that shift. You can make that basket as many times as possible. You know, we all doing the same stuff. It's just different muscles that are doing it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just don't see how, to me, that was kind of weird. It's like, I don't think you have to be like, I'm the best to succeed in something because, Mm -hmm. To me, reality shuts in and like says that's not what that lesson said the other week. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's like kind of me. That's why I was like when I listened to the first time, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What y'all doing over there at sports ball? You know, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, and I said this before. I think that what I'm the way I'm interpreting it is sort of akin to the phrase that if you shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. It's sort of just like you're you're saying something that. Like like you said, you know that you're not going up against nobody in the Berlin field or anything. But I feel like it's almost 
something it, it's conditioning your subconscious to feel uh to feel like you're the best yeah or to feel better about what you're doing because i don't even think that that may be directly affecting him but it may affect his mood it may affect his demeanor his uh motivation like you know maybe not directly but indirectly yeah i think for me especially like my journey as a violist you know it's like ain't no way my subconscious is gonna believe that you know mm-hmm. that's not the kind of dialogue i have with myself and we can jump into that a little bit like when we talk about building building confidence in this field it's like my my subconscious is not set up like that and i don't know i know he's obviously very accomplished like your subconscious or your conscience my conscience my subconscious is a completely different thing okay. but like my conscience is not set up like that because of like the steps that it's taken me to get to this point you know mm-hmm. so it's like out and I'm, I'm sure like whatever Draymond like he's very accomplished you know what I'm saying like he don't play on no division two team you know like he's one of the top teams in the league you know he had to be like was he a first draft pick or or not you know all that stuff comes into play how long he been playing basketball so I'm sure he'd been down on his luck everybody has you know but mm-hmm. there's no way that <clears throat> my inner self is gonna believe that like okay girl go up there you the best to be a zim man got nothing on you girl like there's no way <laughs> like that my that i'm gonna believe that my my brain gonna be like huh where you get that from and i'm what am I yeah, but now nah, girl let's go with it but i remember even when you said that that like when you play viola you feel invincible you I know feel, like I, yeah i feel good when i play the viola you know i feel like yo girl like you on top of the world but that to me those those are different you know i mean yeah they're not the same but i just feel like i feel like you're taking it a little a little more literally than mm-hmm. i am like that he yeah, means I that definitely... literally no other bit ba- no other basketball player can ever do anything better than him but it's like it, it, and like i said if it, if that were really true then that would mean he'd be in the guinness book of world records every single year from breaking every previous you know that yeah. would and of, of course like but I'm, I'm wondering if the conversation he's having with himself is is that's what it is you see what i'm saying Mm-hmm. and maybe I'm taking like it I'm probably I'm taking it literally you know that was my literal interpretation you know like if you believe that you are the best that you will you will then achieve mm-hmm. that's how, that's how I, I interpreted it I just think that that's probably something that he's been seeing results from yeah so that's what he I think that's that's why he's he's saying that um but you know like we've we've talked about this like words have power in yeah I think for that sure yeah, so I think it's more like the residual effects of saying that to himself mm-hmm. have been manifesting themselves. I think, and that's probably, you know, how he feels. That's why people, that's, even you have affirmations and that affects you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably an affirmation for him that affects you. So maybe maybe it's just the concept. Yeah, that, that um, cool. yeah and, and, and not the particular words. Yeah, I mean, everybody talks to themselves different, you know, because that's maybe, that's probably his affirmation, you know, like I'm the mm, best. Yeah it's just for me like in the context that i'm in and the journey that i've had there's no way i'm gonna believe that yeah and then he's because like well, if you don't if you don't believe you're the best then you won't succeed i think if you don't believe you're gonna succeed you won't succeed mm-hmm. i i think yeah i think i'm more agreeing with the concept because like i've had a teacher that said that you know to do something like that before you go up on stage to be like well I'm just the best ever. And, and I've also, um, someone in my studio was saying that like he read that there's actual like research that proves that people who stand like in a superhero position, 
Yeah, I forgot. Put your hands on your hips will actually really help you feel more confident if you do that for like a couple minutes before you go out on stage. Yeah, it's called like a power, it's, it's called a power pose. Yeah, like power I, pose. I tried it one time. I don't think I did it long enough, but it's like we like you stand like a starfish. Like you're mm-hmm. supposed to do it for a longer time, but I was like, this ain't working. Anyway, let's go play. Yeah, but <laughs> but like yeah, yeah, I heard um one of the professors here talk about power posing, stand like a starfish. You do that for mm-hmm. a minute, so like you just feel like you know, whatever. Yeah, I think it's something like that because like my affirmation is a little bit more, uh, literally based than his. His is more like a this is a, a aspiration, and like I said, shoot for the moon and land amongst the stars. My the thing that I tell myself that's um, a little different is is very literally you put it in the work so it's gonna go well mm-hmm. you know it's more like the, you did this so you will get this result yeah and and obviously there have been times when i have not gotten that result mm-hmm. usually when i have not gotten that result is because i didn't i could have worked harder mm-hmm. you know so i feel like it, it always that and it also comes down to are you putting in the work or are you just going down going and doing whatever you want after you say that right let, let's get into <clears throat> let's get into talking about like building confidence in this career in this career field um tell me about your personal experience like what you have done to build confidence or if you haven't like where you are at as far as as, as much as you are comfortable sharing i feel like the main thing probably the only thing that i can recall that i've specifically done that has benefited my confidence, I guess. I wouldn't even necessarily. That has that has prevented me from having a uh a, a like low confidence. Rather, it hasn't boosted my confidence, but um, it's just having blinders on and not comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. When I hear other people playing, I'm like, that is none of my business. Yeah, I can I cannot possibly compare myself to you because I just feel like it, the the whole concept of this person is better and this person, you know, plays better than me. Um, there are some cases in which statements like that are very clear. Uh, Edgar Meyer plays better than me, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, but in, in even people like within my studio or people that are maybe a couple, uh, you know, a couple years older than me, there are still, it's still not so clear, like clean cut. There are things that I can hear if they're playing where I'm like, I couldn't trade the way I do that for the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if I could do everything else the way they would, that one thing is why I like I like the way I do it better. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to that that's what helped me. Like seeing that there are that it's not so linear with this person's better than me, I'm not as good as them. That's what sort of just made me be like you know what just put your blinders up and don't even listen to what's going on in the practice room next to you because that's nothing to do with you you spend so many time so much time looking over to the side of you when so much time to improve yourself is passing you by that's yeah i mean the idea like that's the got to me what you just said the idea of blinders i perfected that skill at eastman because like before i wouldn't say i would compare myself maybe it is comparing but i would say i compare myself but like when I was an undergrad, it was like a lot of people, not even a lot of people, most people in my studio were better than me, like mm-hmm. including the people that came in with me, you know? So it was like not even most so like, oh, like 
this person does this better than me da, da, da. but it's like i have so far to go like that's kind of like where i'm coming from so when i got to eastman i came in i i think i even like i, I, I might even have a journal entry i was like there are people who are going to be there are people who you will play better than and there are people who will play circles around you and that is none of your business and that's even why what started the thing that's why I don't know, like, I, I, don't, I never practiced at school. I don't know if you never, if you ever noticed that. Like, that's not, one, I'm productive at home. So there's there's literally no reason for me to go lock myself in a practice room. And two, it's because I don't want to hear you playing my concerto next to me. That's something that I do for myself. But, like, honestly, like, I have no idea. Like, I don't care what you're working on. I find out in studio class. I don't care what you apply for. I wish you the best of luck. Like, stuff like that. Stuff like that just does not fade me, phase me at all. Like I have no idea what the person to the right of me is doing unless you tell me and I'll be like, Okay, good sis. You know, mm-hmm. like I just like that really stuck out to me. That's and I feel like especially hearing the way people talk in and outside of studio class, um, has really I guess made me realize that because there's a difference between you can tell who's getting the most out of studio class and who is not mm-hmm. and and what i'm saying about blinders that doesn't mean now i'm dozing off in studio class because what you put no. in my business it it affects the the way that you interpret it because I, people are like oh well she missed that shift and she didn't blah, blah, blah. i can tell you you got nothing from the studio class or someone who's like she did that so well i could never do that she's better than me whatever you also got nothing from that studio class what the way i look at it is if if you are going to look and analyze someone's playing you would look at not even things that they do better than you but things that they do differently than you Mm -hmm. that's the i feel like that's the difference like if, if you change the way that you like the language that you use not they did it better they did it worse than me they did it differently mm-hmm. because that can inform that that can inform the way that you like or what you try in the practice room even something even if something is already going well if you try it a different way you could be like oh i didn't think that could be better but it did you know yeah i remember i remember i was taking like two years ago a year ago two years ago i was taking a, a uber back to rochester and uh I was talking to my Uber driver. He was like, oh, wait, well, I'm dropping off at Eastman. Like, what do you do? So I was telling him about it. And he was like, oh, man, you must be really hmm. good if you go to, if shut up, Delaney. You must be really good if you go to Eastman or whatever. And I was like, mm, there's, there's people. Like, I was like, man, this is one kid. Like, that kid plays circles around me. He's like, now, how, like, he's like, he called me because he's like, circles. Like, what do he really do that that is circles around you? Like circles around? And I'm like, yeah, man, like he plays circles. He's like, no, nah, like I'm sure like that's not true. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. I just be, I think everybody sounds good. So I just be like, dang, like, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where I bond. Meanwhile, is. your sound be carrying through the halls and people be passing out. We got to move that's the how oxygen tank in. Yep. I just saw somebody outside uh, with a, yeah, with a gurney. You did after your recital. Yep, it was before you came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. how it went. Yep. Anyway, they just didn't I, want you to feel guilty, so that's why they took them out before you came out. Anyway, so. I think for me, like the whole confidence thing, I feel like if you talk to me about point of view, first of all, I don't like to tell people I go to school. That's always been a, the way I am because then you be like. Then you got something to say out your out your mouth, like, well, you must. Da, da, da. I remember, I remember, I went to one audition. This is why 
this is why I don't like this. I went to one audition and everybody do the thing where they like to do. They like to name drop, right? So we going around the circle telling people, everybody like want to know what school people go to, right? So I'm just like, I hate this game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is there a bathroom nearby? Like I could, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to plan my out. You know what I'm saying? So whatever. They get to me. I'm like, I go to Eastman. They're like, oh my God, you go to Eastman? Like, oh, you playing, playing. You know, because black people, like that's how they are, right? Mm-hmm. So like, oh, you playing, playing. I'm like, you don't know what I do. Okay, I could be a I could be a yard boy at Eastman, you know? So All right. So anyway. So are you playing playing da 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 right? All right, I don't say nothing. I'll be like, I work hard. Like that's what I that's that's why I'm at Eastman. And what happens? We get to the audition, the main dude that was gassing me about going to Eastman got it. You know what I'm saying? It's like that whole that's why like stuff like that happens to inform the way I interact with with like how I play as a violist. Like you'll really, you'll rarely hear me be like, Oh man, I did that. I was happy with my recital. And one breath I was like, I did that. And the next breath I was like, yeah, it went well. Like that's all, like, I can't, I can't talk with that. And it's mainly because of my confidence as a, as a musician. And like, cause when I say, when I got to undergrad, people don't know. Like I, I was the best viol. You couldn't tell me nothing. Like I was the best violist period. I was in, really? I was, I was always good at the viola. I was like, bet, let's do this. I was always good. I wasn't in youth orchestra either. So all I had was my school orchestra experience. I was always good. I was like, all right, what's next? What are we doing? You want me to tell me harder? What's next? You know, I got mm-hmm. to, I got to, I got to high school. He put me in the, in the, in the top orchestra. He needed more violas. I was like, all right, bet, what are we playing? It was dummy hard. I practiced it. We played Brahms four that year. What was a high school orchestra playing Brahms four? We played Brahms four. <laughs> I was like, bet, what's, what's next? I was principal viola by my sophomore year. I was principal all the way through. So I go to high school. I go to college. I'm like, so what are we really doing here? Huh? What are we? What am I even doing here? Like, I got this. Like, give me my teaching license. Let's go. Like, you know, cocky, right? When I tell you, I got. I told. I said on the shot. Yes, because I had no concept of how the music world. I had no idea what was up against me. I knew my. I knew. You know. I. Could, you know. I could tell you. My vibrato was a little shaky. It was. It was. It was shaky. I was like, okay, she could smooth this out for me. And then that's it. I like oh, <laughs> I've never been cocky. <laughs> and I wasn't like I wasn't cocky like walking around. Yeah, like nobody wanna be next to you. Yeah, like you know, I yeah. had friends in orchestra, like whatever. It wasn't like that. Like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say like anybody got up and on me in here. Like I wouldn't even I I even I've never been like that. I've never really been a cocky person, yeah. but like in myself. I'm talking about like inner confidence. That's what I wanna clarify. Inner confidence was you can't touch me yeah because but that's that's that dude's inner confidence best basketball player yeah but like when i was like younger inner confidence Mm -hmm. was like you cannot touch me i I would never say that out loud because i remember i was i played in the bottom orchestra not the bottom orchestra i played in the string orchestra my senior year as well on violin and my friend my friend my now friend nikki was like well she came up to me like oh oh so mr a put you in here to help us out and i was like no sis i just I just want to play violin. That's all I want to do. You know, I've never really been like that. But inside, I was like, man, what, what, what is she gonna teach me at this school? I, I, you know what? Even at the vibrato sis, because I'm ready. Like I had no concept mm-hmm. of like that. I just wasn't in that world. I feel like if I was in, if I was in, um, and I knew there were people better than me. Like the concert master, my senior year, his dad was a concert master of lyric. So he was dummy, like he was dummy good. So I knew like you could be really, really, really good. But I was just like, girl, anyway. 
and the fall from, the fall to the bottom was hard and it was fast and it was it came with a swiftness i'm talking about within within a week of being at isu it was like girl 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 i spent the whole year on one listen out because it was terribly out of tune it was like so that experience being last chair having to like literally scrounge to the top it's like that's affected how I view viola, how I interact with myself, how I interact with my peers. Like you would never hear me say after like, I killed that. I murdered that. Yeah. that and it's not even like, there's nothing wrong with people who say that. I'm like, I don't even want to say that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, for me, I can't bring myself to say that because it's like, <laughs> it could always have been better. It's to me, it's like yeah. every time I listen to a record, I'm like, Oh, that note. Oh, this. I remember every time I apply to something, if I know someone who did it before me, I send them the tape and I'd be like, is this good enough? You know, it's just like, so it, confidence for me in this field is like, it's ever growing. It's like, it's getting better. I'm, I'm finally getting to a point where it's like, I'm going to take this audition because I know this rep. Like I'm going to take this audition and I'll be like, I can play Mendelssohn and it won't rush. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting to a point and it's just taking going hitting rock bottom and having to rebuild, having to be like, I can play my instrument but mm. like that's like an overarching thing like to me i like when he said when i step on the floor for a game it's like i'm the baddest in here steph can't touch me michael jordan who like i couldn't but see he didn't say all that well yeah he didn't say all that that's but it's difference. like i can't do a case by case overarching i have my af- i have four affirmations that i say every day you know and one of them one or two of them has to do with viola you know and it's like i say those affirmations every single day with with the idea that like i know it will come to fruition because so i speak so therefore i will be you know so i have these overarching but like when i go into a performance it's more of me like a especially since i'm a a spiritual person i'm a religious person it's like lord you've seen me do the work i would love it if the work that i've done comes to fruition that's kind of how i approach I approach a performance situation. So it's not really like a, you could call it low self-confidence. I don't think so. I'm not, I'm, I don't have low self-esteem, but like confidence in viola is like, Lord, please. I want this to go well. I, I'm begging you. I've seen what you've done. Yeah. I, I've seen what you've done for Hillary Hahn. <laughs> Do it for me, <laughs> please. But like, but like Mr. Taylor said, like that, that will come through. If you're like, man, I hope that that four and a half hours I spent on this plays off. Like, why wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And there are and and there are uh definitely going to be and whew, it's been countless things where you like I messed that up for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know things something that's never happened before, but for some reason it happened. Like that memory slip I had. You know what? We don't need to talk about it. See. But <laughs> just certain things that have just literally never happened. But it's I'm very much like a well uh most of the mistakes i make are because i could have done better in preparation so i'm like who you finna be mad at be mad at yourself and keep it pushing because you can't do it again yeah like i get i tend to get over stuff pretty quickly but then every now and then it'll come back and i'll be like dang but i but i feel you on um like you're always being like oh that could have been better that could have been better because even i still maintain that to this day there's never there's never been a performance where i'm like that was good like that, I felt you know mm-hmm. that I would say that I am proud of, even so, like I'm deep in this. But even that one performance I did in studio class with like two of my studio mates like texted me afterwards and was like Delaney, oh my god, and my teacher shook my hand and was like, that was oh my, you know, mm-hmm. I got all that praise. But I was like, 
I wish I could do it again because this like, whole last section, I wish I could do the whole thing over again. Yeah, you know? I, I feel. I think I have. I, I have three where I'm like, did that. You know, and I think that's, that's enough for me. You know, I have three where I wouldn't change a thing. It went so well. Really? Yeah, and it's like hey. my one of them. See, and one of one of them I played. And the thing is, like, how in tune was it? You know, it's like my recollection of it. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's like the feeling. Like I, I played. Who wrote the View Times? What is it? View Times wrote a uh, viola some a solo viola piece. I forgot the name escapes me right now. Oh. Um, I'm not gonna sing it, but whatever. And he wrote this thing, and it, it's like fake virtuosic because it just got a whole bunch of stuff, but like sis, we it's just chords and whatever so i played this piece or whatever it was like the summer before i went to eastman went to an old folks home my former teacher put on a, a viola thing put it at an old folks home and i got like a bravo beautiful and it was like killed it and that's the first time i felt like i did that you know like mm-hmm. that was like that's one of the one of the three you know there's some times where it's like yeah but that's that's rare because i'm I, i'm mm-hmm. i'm rarely happy with what with what i do like rarely mm-hmm. I think I just I, I'm so <laughs> I'm very like uh, I don't want to say observant but like I really believe like the little tiny things that you do make up who you are and mm-hmm. and the way it, it's very easy to like like the just the smallest things tell you so much about someone so when I was saying that whole thing about studio class and the way if you just change the vocabulary the way that you think about something like I truly think that that has a much bigger effect than it may have sounded like may it sound like when I say it yeah of course it may sound like man you just you know it's one little itty bitty word you no know? it's not but like yeah uh, but you know th- th- it's just like the smallest things I'm very all uh, I could go down a rabbit hole and get all picky, picky, picky about about that, but I do think that um, like the small things that you change will affect the way you think. And you know, once I finish getting my certificate in neurolinguistic programming, I can go into more detail about the <laughs> metro face <laughs> <laughs> went like that. But like, I just feel like that whole thing that he that he was saying, the qualifier is the most important part. Yeah, not the best part, you know, not the being the best part, because the qualifier is what makes it or breaks it. To be honest, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm very big in how I talk to myself. I mean, I've been, I've been doing better, because I realized my first year here at Eastman, I ain't gonna get all into my business, but I realized if my first year here at Eastman, it's like, if you if you keep saying certain stuff to yourself long enough, you'll start to believe it. Yeah, and. So that's why, like, I don't say I don't play. I, I I don't say like I have stopped saying that I don't play in tune because first of all, it's not true. I play in tune. Um, yeah. I mean, because I was like, this is not you. If you don't play, you have no idea how it's supposed to sound. It's like hopelessly out of tune. That's not that's not how I play. Me having me me playing one measure sharp and then adjusting it back the next measure. Me putting a shift too high is not playing out of tune. And Mr. Taylor has even like said it over and over to me. It's like, you don't play out of tune, you make mistakes. But like, here I go in the back of my mind, like, girl, you play out of tune. And yeah. I started to, guess what? Play out believe of tune. That. And I started to believe it. I'm like, yo, I don't play in tune. And that's, and that's, that's why I stopped like, like I might have like said on this show, like as a joke, but I don't even joke about it anymore. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. I just don't joke about it because it's not true. 
I, do, I play in tune. Like that's I, that's what I do. I make little mistakes, and like the better I get, the less mistakes I make. But it's like I don't play out of tune. That's ridiculous, especially like like whatever. When if someone I play for someone, and he was like, "Oh, that was a little low." I'm like, "Yeah, I heard it. It was a little low." So next time it won't be, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I, I'm a, I'm very I believe heavily in like how you talk to yourself. Like you just have to believe certain stuff, you know. That's why like I try to be careful. <coughs> excuse me, even when I'm in my little feelings about what I say, you know, because mm-hmm. the brain is like, you know, it's like you have control over stuff, but like your subconscious, like keep talking crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's the, the most important take takeaway from, from what he said. It was more the concept because, you know, you said your affirmations um, and those are just the words that speak to you. Mm-hmm. Like those might just are probably just the form that that feeling or that concept takes for him mm-hmm. in the in those words. And like people listening, like affirmations might sound weird to you. Like I know we talked about like what methods or advice. Like I think methods of advice for building confidence. Affirmations is definitely something that's helped me. And affirmations, like it just is whatever. However you talk to yourself, you know, and they might sound like weird and hoaxy, but honestly, like if you if you just tell your brain something enough times, like it's going to start to believe it. Like I look, I was like, it is kind of weird. It's kind of uncomfortable. Like, but for me, my affirmations, like I will say them in the mirror to myself. I have to, I look at myself every morning and I say like, these. it's, it's so freaking weird, but I look, I look at myself every morning in the mirror and I say like these things because eventually, like I just believe that it's just going to come to fruition. Like it's, it's like a weird thing. Like sometimes the universe, I know like that sounds hoaxy, but sometimes the universe just aligns. Like if you just put, enough stuff into the universe like i've been joking about you like the stuff that i have manifested in the past couple months just like dumb little things that i have <laughs> that i have manifested in the past couple months just by joking around but meanwhile you don't, you're not manifesting the right things. okay but the right things <laughs> in my defense the right things take longer okay. but like that one thing i was like i don't want to go to this place remember i was like i don't want to go to yes. this place I don't want to, I don't want to go. I don't want to, I, I just kept saying it like believing it whole, wholly in my heart. Like I, like, you know why I did not want to go to this place and I didn't go. It fell through. And that, that might be like a lot of people. I feel like they just, they just like, man, like it was, it was a coincidence. Like I'm like, no, nah, to me, I don't believe that. Like, I feel like the thing with affirmation, you have to believe it. Mm-hmm. like that's a, that's the that's the caveat and that's why like yeah. that's why that video stuck out to me because i'm just like i can't talk to myself like that because there's no way in hell i'm gonna really talk to myself and be like girl william primrose who girl go ahead play this this walton there's no way i could talk to myself but that, that, that's what works for him you know mm-hmm. but it's like in my heart i believe i did not want to go in my in the depths of my shondo i was like I don't want to go and it happened I believe in manifest so I look myself in the mirror I'll be like yo you're going to do this 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 and this every day and like eventually it's going to happen I, I just I just think the thing I don't know what I have to do with confidence I, I'm confident in the affirmation Okay. confident in my shifts we working on it you know what right. I know where fourth position is because almost like having a finger tape because if you hit the body of the instrument that's fourth position for viola and violin and cello um, I don't know what y'all be doing. All right. Is it ne- when you hit the body of the instrument? Is that fourth position? It depends on what kind of neck you got. See, I do too much. A neck, a E flat <laughs> neck, a E neck. 
that y'all yep. do too much. So it depends on the bass that you're playing. It's ridiculous. But I mean, and know. yeah, what they re- I tell kids that just as like a as like a, a, a vicinity. No, no, I'm you know I mean like, but like I know for y'all it literally term. like varies. Yeah, yeah, like you could literally like you have to rec- if you were getting a bass made, you they would ask you what kind of neck you want. It could be our entire whole step chicken off. necks, turkey necks. Which one? All right. They're annoying, not turkey necks. And I'm mad that that reminds me of Jonathan asking me, "What's what's turkey necks?" I was like, Jonathan, Jonathan. the name, Rhodes. Oh, I was like, I know off. Jonathan Russian. I asked you that. No. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but he was like, "What's turkey necks?" I was like, "Sweetheart." <laughs> well, he okay. First it. of all, it's in the name. Okay, <laughs> let's not do this because I want to. I don't want to drag a colleague. Um. <laughs> We should move this along because it's been like forty hours. Um, mm-hmm. What advice have you received? We could like wrap that up about building confidence in this field. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I took this advice, but I took it and made it my own. And this is literally all, what we just spent all this time talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the only ad- advice my my current teacher hasn't given me any particular advice about confidence but that's because i mean his career just was <laughs> i mean just illustrious from start to exactly present so it's just kind of like what did you even come on bro <laughs> like i can't even co- begin to compare myself to him you know mm-hmm. but um my my previous teacher was saying that like as a you know pre-performance thing basically everything that you're thinking of everything that you were thinking about all the doubts that you were having they don't exist now they cannot exist um because i personally believe like we were talking about how there's a fine line between saying you're the best and being the best and putting in the work i think that there there's definitely times for doubts and there's definitely times for that but those times are in the practice room and they have no place backstage or on stage mm-hmm. like you know and and that's um i mean that's a, a thought that i took from what he said but what he said was more like before you go on there all that stuff doesn't exist this is gonna go well and and i think one of the things that he tells himself is that he's the best or you have to like believe that you're the best or one of the best you know Mm -hmm. or at least the best that you can be because obviously you're not going you know not practice and be and then 40 minutes before i'm the best right expect and then expect something to come out that you've never seen before you must tell that's just one of his favorite low-key drags (laughs) he'll be like he'll be like you don't realize how rude it is until until retrospect he's like you want something you never had Oh. <laughs> you you don't realize it because <laughs> like, i realized the second i heard <laughs> yeah because sometimes you'll be it's like, like whiplash mainly because it's like did he really just say what i thought he said right that's how it's i like feel whiplash. a lot of things like, what happened? yeah it's like a gnat a lot of times i'll Taylor, be like wait hold on did you just drag me oh because he'll be like he's like you get to you get to perform and you want something you never had i'll be like so what's the point here let's let's find the point we, we got we we straight off the path let's go yeah that's very true though that's very it's true, true. it's like you 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 miss a shift seven times you get it on the eighth time you're like well there we go yeah. <laughs> and then you think you got it are you kidding <laughs> yeah so i think like that's one thing that he was like as a side note you can't just expect something that's that, that's never happened before right. to happen but you go out there you think of the best that you've done it 
more than once and believe that that's gonna happen yeah people may ask Mr. Taylor to come on the show first of all he's gonna say no secondly I don't well, think he knows the le- the legend that I've painted him as. So when he come on here all nice, people is. people gonna be <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's not gonna be dragging nobody, <laughs> right? <laughs> like maybe once he retires. I mean, I feel like Mister don't care. He would do it now. If oh, okay, but I feel like he's not gonna come out here. To, you know, just hyped up. You know, mm-hmm. like I I I, get, I share the, the best moments. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he's not gonna be like and another thing <laughs> that wall never been a tone. Um. I think about like building confidence. I think that one of the best things I've heard, which is very simple, and I've heard it other places too, uh, is what Miss Taylor said. It's like, so you think there, you like as you are, you know. Like I, I remember talking to him about like Bach, and being like, "Yo, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over here preparing. I'm like, you know, I never played one of these things like from start to finish without no music, right?" He's like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "Miss Taylor, that's not normal. <laughs> like I know it's normal here, but it's like the girls ain't right. the girls ain't playing thirty minutes." of music memorized like not where i come from right um and he's like well so you think there you are it's like if you think you're gonna forget it you're gonna have a memory slip you know and i didn't think i was gonna forget like whatever the problems i have with my recital is this is what classical music gets on my nerves a smooth hour before that no like two hours before that i ran that box suite from start to finish with no problem I get up there and now I'm composing. I just make it make sense. I don't All know. Right. Not I'm composing. You're annoying. Um But uh yeah, I think that that and then also when I was taking rep class with um Melissa, she gave me the thing. I'm I've been working a lot on staying focused in the audition. And it's like when you're playing or performing, that is not the time to be analyzing what's going on because i remember i played something for her and i was like oh that note like i like i was going through my mind I'm like oh that note oh that note and it's like she's like that's not the time for that like you that yeah. time was when you were when you were practicing but like right now it's like you you have to play like it's not like you miss that um you miss that high deal whatever you keep going and down one keep going that note was sharp you keep going like that's that's not the time to be analyzing as you play because it would just be another L, another L, another L, and that's what's low key why I hate um making recordings, and why typically I don't know someone else tell me if they like this like typically when I make a recording, it's like the first take I can't I normally cannot get past the first take especially when it's like there's multiple you have to play like five extras back to back. It's like getting past getting getting more than one take is like almost impossible for me because the tape has to be perfect. So mm-hmm. you are playing and analyzing at the same time because you have to, it has to be perfect. So it's like doing that, that doesn't work with how we, how we perform. You know, you can't play and analyze at the same time. I don't know. It's weird, but that's those two things. Yeah. yeah that's like, very, like very similar to like how, how I think about it too, as in like your mistakes and your, your brain that tells you that was out of tune. That was, you missed that shift that, you know, all that, it has no place here. Yeah. <laughs> There's no room for it. Right. Because now are all the rest of the notes. And and Garrett said something similar to that on the last episode of Triloquy. Plugging Triloquy. Shout out to Triloquy. Um, yeah. About like, I, I got too many notes to play after this to be worried about that one. Right. <laughs> you know? You worry. I mean, when you're on stage. Mm-hmm. I can be in the practice room having that same mentality. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's what I think about and, I, and like the more I develop my focus I've been noticing that like I took an audition recently and I was like um I just kept chugging I was like what well, I was kind of like I put my concerto it started out a little sharp I'm like well girl you got a whole bunch of stuff coming after that little opening so you better make it make it be, make it better because you can't you can't worry about that um but yeah um so let's briefly talk about i think we touched on it a little bit like the difference between being confident and being egotistical this is not something that we come across often i don't i don't think we come across as often in classical music where people are egotistical because you literally look dumb it's like i just there's so many people who are playing and there's so many people are playing well Mm-hmm. You know, like, but I feel like it, I think, it goes without saying, but yeah. What were we saying? I think that in classical music, there are, there like, like you said, we don't come across it often. People who are just overtly egotistical in the, in the most traditional sense of the word. However, now that I'm thinking about it, people in classical music tend to be, you you could say that there's a different word for it, but to me, I think it just meant it's manifesting itself in a sneakier way um when people are being egotistical in that they talk about other people um behind their backs or they comment Mm. on people's playing when their opinion was not asked for yeah they're not intentionally being like i'm the best but something in your mind is telling you that you have the right in the audacity you know to do something like that yeah meanwhile in the practice room you (gasps) you know i'm gonna say like i know like there was one kid in my studio who was in there briefly and I'm just like, I used to hate playing when he was in there because, like, his little comments, like, he'll say stuff like, well, you know what you got to do, so. What? And, yeah, okay. And, like, and let's, you know, I ain't going to put Eastman on blast, but let's just say not every studio is equally yoked and with, like, the environments. And I am very blessed to be in Miss Taylor's studio. That's all I'm going to say mm-hmm. because, and, a lot of studios be wilding. The people have the comments that they be saying. It's like we you gonna have to meet me on Man and Gibbs because this, we got to settle this. Like because right. as far as I'm concerned, we both go to the same school. Exactly. And I didn't come here to study with you. Like so. some of the stuff people be saying. Like Mr. Taylor Studios, very like it's like I really like how you did this and that was really good and like something you could think about is because the man I was gonna say the man that I'm paying buku what. The man that I'm playing, Buku Money. I know it's Boku, but like whatever. Black people are fun. Buku. I say Buku because cause the blacks say yeah, the, the blacks say Buku. I know it's Boku. Don't come for me. Um, <laughs> the man that I'm playing Buku Money for is the only opinion that I really care about. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like yeah, that ego. Like well, when he when he said that, I was like, this ain't real life. Like I know he did not. You know what you gotta work on. Wow, ditto. Like work on that personality. Like what? For real. Yikes! Even when even when I st- see him, I still cringe. I'm like, ugh, you are ugh. But yeah, I don't know. Y'all gotta work. Some of y'all gotta work on that. Some of y'all. Some we read it. Some of y'all, and that's okay. If we right. are, just do better. Like it's and it's. Well, I was gonna say, and it's the the qualifier that we talked about. Is are you putting in the work? Because if you ain't got nothing to back it up, then what you what you egotistical for? And you look dumb. And you know, I'm not. Some people be, you know, I I be keeping my mouth shut in the studio because I'm not finna. If I know I'm working on something, like I know I'm working on connecting my bows or not connecting my bow. I know I'm working on like something be in tune. Mm-hmm. I am not. I maybe it's a confidence thing. I'm not finna comment on your intonation. I'm, I'm 
I'll be damned. Like, like I'm I don't not care. gonna tell you nothing. I can't do myself. You can play. The, you can play that. <laughs> you can play that first Brahms sonata in F. You can play it in G. And I'll be like, you know, I really like how you phrased that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sis, right. I don't care. Like, because it'll be like, how do you do it? Well, actually, um, but, I can't. But I remember, you know, Miss Taylor about it. One day, one day, uh, one day, I'm not gonna say who a student was like gave a comment. Well, you're so messy. No, I'm just kidding. I actually really <laughs> like her too. One day, a student gave a, another student a, com- a comment, and Miss Taylor was like, "Why don't you go show her?" And I was like. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. And, to, and you know what? That would be enough for me. I would never say a thing in studio class ever again. And Mr. Taylor wasn't like, he knew, Mr. Taylor, like, he, he just be doing stuff sometimes. He knew that that the girl could show her, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, it was also, it was it was like he knew, but it was also a lesson in like, and he even said, don't say nothing you can't show. Like, you be gathering the girls. It's, it's, it be a, Take heed. It be a show. Like, sometimes I should start selling tickets to studio class. But anyway. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> he just thinks people are showing up. Meanwhile, you collecting the cover at the door. <laughs> There's a ten dollar cover to get it. To, <laughs> but um, I, I just can't like you know I'm not in nobody's business. But when how can, how do I say this? Listen, all I'm saying is I know how you play, and so that's it. Like right. just, I mean, you sometimes you gotta stay in your own lane. Like yeah, I know that sounds terrible, real. but it's like you can't, you can't. Oh, you know what I hate? Oh, we gotta do another pet, pet peeves episode. You know what I hate? You can tell yeah. when people are in extra class, right? Because everybody, every a, a Berlin field section violist when when you were taking extra class, you could tell the ones who take extra class because <laughs> everybody done sat under the stick of uh. A Simon Rattle, right? Oh, right. Because it'd be like, and you, and make sure, and then in this measure, I'm like, sis, <laughs> sit. No, I don't. That's not what this is about. This is not about studio class. Okay. Uh, last thing. How do you remain confident when you get into a confidence spread? What's your life? <laughs> Probably don't. Um, but I mean, there's even know i feel like the easiest thing for me is just like this too shall pass no weapon formed against me will prosper but like you know what they don't tell you when you learn that cute little fred hammond song the weapon will form that's what they leave out like and i know it's <laughs> in the in the sentence mm-hmm. but it's like when you five you singing little fred hammond they don't tell you that part they don't they don't elaborate <laughs> on right. that part it's you like I can, nothing can touch me. Like, it's not oh, it's nothing gonna can touch you. Just, it's not gonna kill you. It, uh. <laughs> you can be. You just won't be mortally ruined, wounded. You'll be wounded. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it for the weapon forms. Right. Anyway, that's not what it's about. But just knowing that that like the, something's gonna stick, you know? Yeah. Something is going to stick. God is not gonna leave me out here. I'm doing all. I'm putting in what I'm supposed to. And you could be like, actually, no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah it just doesn't make sense it doesn't that that won't happen and that's i mean and if that's literally like a spiritual thing and not everybody is so that's just what i what i believe and that, that won't work for everyone obviously but the god that i know was is not going to leave me out here like that so that doesn't and of course that and i play a part in that i do my part he will do his and you know mm-hmm. that is not 
it it doesn't make sense for it to not for it to not you know pass right i mean for me i don't have the best advice on on how to get out of confidence right because sometimes sometimes you just gotta ride the wave i mean one thing one thing i've i've learned is that like life life goes and flows even if you're not like even if you're not like excuse me even if you're not a spiritual person or whatever like that's not that has something to do with it like life is literally like you like you either riding high or you low like that's just how it is like there's nothing Mm -hmm. you can really do to even avoid that so when i'm going through a confidence run i feel like i can't play my instrument like you just gotta ride it out you know like you it just always gets better life life always gets better and i know like some people listen to this be like girl anyway like it's sometimes that's hard to hear but it always gets better you know the sun always rises in the morning and in the worst parts it's like yeah the sun rises but it's cloudy so you can't see it but like that it it always gets better so Mm -hmm. you know like you especially something like especially something like this yeah like classical music like it ebbs and flows you know what i'm saying like like some days like you you like i saw you know that post whatever with drew and it's like someone commented it was like you know like you are like this is how it goes you know what i'm saying like you are always going to get more no's than yeses that kind of stuff and like it's worse when you get seventy thousand no's and oh well if you get a seventy thousand no's it's like i don't know but like yeah i mean like i was telling delaney before we started recording like i made a spreadsheet that has every audition I ever took and its outcome, you know, and it's like the ratio a little off, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> like, you got too many. Okay, you got too, she got too many jobs. Yeah, if we put in, we put in price right on there too, shop right too. All right, okay. Like the ratio a little off, but you know it's like so when you look at that, especially like when you in it. Remember I was talking to Kayla one day, my girl. I ain't buying for that. I ain't got time. And it's also a balance because, like, sometimes I'm, just, I'm not giving y'all girls, the girls, any more of my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it'd be like that. But, like, it's it's going to work out. It's going to work out if you I, if you do the work. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, um, at, at a certain point, because, like, we were saying that, like, things will get better. I just think that, I do think that, like, that's not specific to classical music, but there are certain things that it's not just going to get better the more you stick it out but yeah. then you have to know you have to know when you have to do something differently you know right and the biggest that's, thing that's another thing the biggest thing like i, I would never tell this to taylor because I, I would actually be scared that he would like i might dodge something he's not a violent person but you know he might be so mad <laughs> this man been telling me to record myself playing since i since i stepped foot in eastman right and I'm like, girl, I know how it sounds. So what's the point? Right? <laughs> so, so the last audition, I'm like, all right, let me, let me, you know, Mr. Taylor, his stuff hit a little different when you ain't got him every week, right? So I'm like, you know, let me see what this man's talking about, right? So I put, I, um, I record Beethoven 5. And I'm like, this whole time, this one little part was Russian. This whole time. Years and years <laughs> of me playing Beethoven five this one little part was rushing. Wow! And it's like, yeah, you keep trying in an audition. Ask Beethoven five, you play Beethoven five, you play, 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 and it doesn't matter 
because you stuck it out and you gonna keep doing it and this one little thing kept rushing it mm-hmm. what's the point and it wasn't even no big little thing it's like you're not holding this is not this is compressing I remember that was compressing this one little part of Mendelssohn also it wasn't even like it was rushing it I was like <clears throat> my Mendelssohn didn't even rush it it felt it felt antsy ain't nobody want no anxious person in a section if mm-hmm. I just listened to this main and I just recorded it I could have caught that years ago you know and it's mm-hmm. like you you can stick it out yes and keep doing the same thing or you could try something different you know so right. i was like i might i might could i might, I might could bring out the machine you know and, and see what the girl's talking about because right. it's not like i'm defiant miss taylor is like i know you i know you hear me you don't listen you know i'm like okay like say less i, I just said that to this dude the other day because hmm. he first of all we're uh, a dude a co-worker who was I'm not going to say anything about him, oh, <laughs> you know, because okay. I don't know what could get around. But I mean, you know, he's like one of those people. He's nice. He's just a lot. And sometimes it's not at the appropriate times mm-hmm. um, is what I will say. But um, we were doing a like a thing. You know, we're working with kids. And you have to learn how to care, handle sensitive situations. So we have to do this compassionate exercise. And he on his phone when it gets to him. And then he was like, but I heard you. I said, you heard her, but did you listen? Exactly. And then he's like, he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, nah, but <laughs> you weren't listening. Exactly. But anyway. I mean, but, but yeah. It's like. Meanwhile, we He's we over here. It's only an hour and 20. Girl. Anyway, <laughs> we got to move on. You it's could been tell, a full hour since we said. You could tell okay. that we, we haven't recorded in a while because this is like. We still have but let me tell y'all girls what we not gonna do that episode of the read was like three hours and five minutes that's gonna Honestly, be a smooth they, and resounding yeah. though that's gonna be a smooth i'm gonna be like delaney right. <laughs> we gotta go. that, was, that don't happen if we do another episode with richard oh <laughs> After, for sure. especially if we didn't see him a long time could you imagine an anniversary yeah. episode with richard oh yeah okay. okay four hours right but uh let us know about how you build confidence let us know how you how you navigate this field. This field is hard, y'all. Let's let's share tips. Put them in the comments. And we are moving on. To Black Excellence. All right, this is Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everybody at the top. And we are talking about Jonathan Hayward. It's another Jonathan. This must be a name that you got to name your kids. Right. You know, I'm a legally, I'm going to go right down to the the courthouse, (laughs) the city hall. Tomorrow, right? Change your name to Jonathan. Are they open on Sundays? No, you gotta go on Monday. Monday. Okay, so next Monday. I gotta, I gotta, uh, (laughs) you know what? I really hope I remember (laughs) so that next on next week's episode, I say, Hey, y'all, it's Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really hope I remember to do that, right? (laughs) And it's Jonathan, it's classical black (laughs) podcast. Okay, Jonathan and Jonathan. Oh my goodness! Cause it's about the fifty seventh Jonathan that I know is is causing somebody's edges to recede, right? So, anyway, Jonathan Hayward, he's a conductor. Um, he is the Grand Prix winner of the twenty fifteen Bissanson International <laughs> Competition. That sounds what? <laughs> I have to put it on my phone, so there's a bunch of accents mentioned. But I'm pretty sure it's Bissanson. Based on song pronunciation, I don't know. International competition. He's also a Dudamel conducting fellow um, in 2018 with the LA Phil. Can you imagine studying with Dudamel? Come on. First of all, I wouldn't be able to right. study his little cute little face, and he's like so. <laughs> all right. Yo, if I meet him in a couple of weeks, I, I have to prepare myself. 
Like I'm, I'm gonna faint. Yeah, you'll see him because he. I think he's conducting the last concert. Yeah, just said she met him. Like I will. I think. I, oh yeah, you will meet him because backstage. I will cry backstage with us. I've done so much research on Dudamel, and also like <laughs> when I when I was like when I went through my little conducting phase, like we had to like watch conductors. That's how that's a part of conducting. Um, mm-hmm. so I watched a lot of him, a lot of um, my dude. What's his name? The toothpick guy. Why am I forgetting his name? I'm forgetting everybody's name today. Anyway, that's not the point. I love him now. Um, so he did that. Um, he is currently the conductor of the Halle Orchestra. I think I'm saying it right because there's an accent, uh, accent, a goo on the E. Halle Berry got an orchestra. <laughs> okay, black people. Um, <laughs> is it Halle? It's the Halle Orchestra. Um, that's what he's right. currently director of. However, um. However. However, he's assistant conducting there, but he's going to be the chief conductor of I'm not pronouncing that orchestra. Nah, uh, uh, the person who suggested this specifically requested that you pronounce it. Is it that dude <laughs> that been that's <laughs> praying? No, on my it was down? Mara. Who? No, it was Mara. Mara, Mara. I got you, Mara. <laughs> Don't fight with me. She didn't specifically request. She said, she said, have fun pronouncing that. <laughs> okay, she didn't come for me directly because I'm like Mara. Okay, <laughs> I don't speak German. Okay, basically, it's a Northwest German film. Northwest Dutch. Yeah, it's probably Northwest Dutch. Northwest right. German Philharmonic is what it translates to. <laughs> <laughs> Not Northwest German Philharmonic. That's what it, that's what it translates. I think Dutch is German. Yeah, North- yeah. It is. <laughs> right. Northwest Dutch Philharmonic. He's going to be like, British. we ain't tagging him in this. Yeah, let's <laughs> not. Uh, he's a chief conductor. <laughs> chief conductor. I mean, it's not our fault. You should, first of all, you need to calm down with all that conducting. First of all, because if you just did what you, Exactly. Like, you got all this accolades. I'm trying to keep up. Okay. Right. The chief uh, conductor of the Northwest German Philharmonic. That's beginning January 2021. So, my man has conducted a bunch of orchestras. I'm talking about St. Petersburg Symphony. The Basel Symphony, Prague Symphony, Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra, Orchestra National de Lee, um, Orchestra National de Lorraine. Um, he's also premiered operas with the Birmingham Opera Company, premiered um, Giorgio Bastille's Opera Wake. He's also conducted the Orchestra La Prade de Rennes, Orchestra National de Bordeaux, Orchestra de Pays de, de Loire, and the Orchestra de Chambre Lucien. Oh my God! You know what? You know what? I feel like he, he he's really got it all figured out because he done left America behind. He you know what? That's all things. You know, I can't. I was like, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern here. It's like, you know, we already had, we already did we already did a rant on America. I mean, we're due for another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I was talking to somebody and they were like, um, they're they're planning on moving out of the country. They they to stay at that i'll tell you who it is after to stay in another country like for the foreseeable future and i'm like i support this a thousand percent because eventually eventually the the earth is gonna open up and swallow america whole i mean that's just the only way i mean eventually it'll do it to all of us y'all keep this up so i mean like let's talk about the ghetto of the planet um We gotta fly over America over there. Oh, right, right. Lock, lock the doors. Lock the doors. <laughs> Not lock the doors. <laughs> Her mic done fell. <laughs> I suck. 
And so I saw Meanwhile, poor Jonathan. I hope he right, oh, right, 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 right. So you did all this stuff. He's originally he's originally a cellist um at the Boston Conservatory. And while he was there, he was sent to because he's the assistant conductor of the opera department and the Boston Opera Collaborative while he was there. So big shout out to him. I mean, the biggest thing is that he's the chief conductor of the Northwest German film and that's, and that's coming up in January 2021. So he's just really out here snatching edges. Like, I don't understand. The, oh, it's, he's adorable. Is it he? Yeah. <laughs> it's still 24 hours in a day, right? Uh, you know what? Make it make sense. That's all I want. I, I guess c- not. What's that that quote from Einstein about time being like a concept or something? I don't know. He probably he probably go by that. Because I just don't understand how you how are you this sickening? I just don't understand. You done all did all these orchestras and stuff like that. And I was just sitting on my couch. It's not hurting. Right. I mean, shout out to y'all conductors because they don't really look fun. I mean, I, I did a little bit of it. <laughs> it's don't look fun. You're annoying. <laughs> it don't really I mean like I did like whatever. I conducted like track five at one time, and it's like, <sighs> first of all, it's hard to conduct because little Simon Rattle taking notes. The little sforzando things, those are hard to conduct. First of all, you feel like you're moving. You're you're moving a tank because you got to get all these people to do what you want to do. It's not easy. Like, oof. Shout out to y'all. I just ugh. it wasn't it for me, but um. We'll we'll link Jonathan Hayward, tag him in this. Um, maybe oh, also he should listen to other episodes so he knows that we mean well. Yeah. Um. Oh, honorable mention, Amara when she when she suggested that she also mentioned his curl pattern. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, he got a, he got a smooth little uh like a three like a three B curl yeah, pattern. Like a three B, I would say too. Yeah. Yeah. Come on then. Right. Drop your drop your moisturizer. What? Drop your root. Yeah. I was just about to say your routine. What you use? Okay, hair care routine. Right. What are you doing over there in France? Listen. You know what he could use? What? Never mind. This little trifling. <laughs> but I, I just feel like we need to team up with like a hair care thing. I feel like we, if we just got our own classically black edge control, would y'all buy that? Let us know in the comments. Edge control, some edge scarves to time down just before you go into the right. concert. Like a scalp, a scalp um, massaging oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, we need one of them. All right, we've been here for literally four. It's almost two hours. <gasps> okay. Well, we're 12 minutes away from two hours. Okay, you got a piece of the week? Yes. <laughs> um, lately, I have been listening to a classic, uh, the Mozart Symphony of Concertant in E-flat for violin, viola, and orchestra. That one? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure because you were looking at me and I was like, "How many did because he write?" <laughs> nah. That piece is hard. My favorite is the Presto movement, though. But um, I remember playing that. I put that in high school. But yeah, I've been listening to that. And you played the orchestra part. On. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't tell you I had a budding career as a violist. Not budding. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> but it's too easy, so I switched the bass. <laughs> Like those people that switch to viola because they think it's gonna be easier. Meanwhile, to violin. you sound like a violinist playing the viola, but okay. <laughs> I thought Peyton got mad at me that one time because I was like that argument I had with him about intonation, right? And I, I was like, all you gotta do is go do 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 with them three little keys. I think the little is what right. made him mad. 
Now three right. little, the three little valves. What you, what you know about, what you know about intonation? It's A, B, C, and then you just go back D, E, F. Right. And then G. And, and then you just keep going like that in order. With the sharp. And you just blow a little bit hard if you want. You blow a little bit hard if you want to sharp. You suck it in if you want to flat. What's the problem? <laughs> suck it in. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> I can't wait till he hears that. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for the text that comes in and he hears. Oh, it'll be live. Virtually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a Black Excellence suggestion, <clears throat> email them. Get in line. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> email, we got a couple of them. Yeah, there's a bunch. But email them. Um, Jonathan was a suggestion, as you heard. Email them to Classic Black Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Okay, so you know when you do this often now, I, there was a one. I think last week's episode I cut it off because it was like <laughs> it was just. <laughs> well, I'm it just, editing it this week, so what we doing? Okay, it's up to you. I'm stopping. But, you know. Okay. Well, okay. Bye for real, y'all. <laughs> bye.